We began this Mass with a procession, blessing the palms, and we've read also the entire account of the Passion of Jesus. And that's why this Mass has two names, Palm Sunday and also Passion Sunday. And in a way, it's really like a microcosm of all of Holy Week to prepare our souls for very intense and beautiful spiritual experience. And I would like to just highlight a few of the things that we reflected on in these, in these readings and in recalling our Lord's procession into Jerusalem. When our Lord comes to Jerusalem, he's arrived after three years of ministry, and there's tremendous excitement in the air. It's a powerful moment. He enters Jerusalem on a donkey, and it says in the gospel that the whole city was shaken. They're excited. They're taking the palms down. They're laying them down. They're laying down their cloaks. They're all just tremendously moved. But that excitement, will it last? Will it last? Emotions can be passing and at times superficial. Right now they're excited. The king has arrived. But where will these people be when Jesus is carrying the cross? So to overcome our own superficiality, we need to try to enter into Christ's heart during this time of Holy Week. We need to try to come there to think, to pray, to reflect, to understand what he's experiencing and what he's doing for us and for our salvation. What's he trying to teach us? Let's try to find some answers here. Now we call this the passion, the passion of Christ. Passion comes from Latin, pati, to suffer. Our word patience comes from it as well. So this patient suffering of Jesus, we need to look at it. We need to let it sink into our souls that he's doing this for me. And that helps me to overcome my own spiritual superficiality. I can go deeper as I think and I pray about this. What, as we contemplate Jesus on the cross and in his suffering... What do we see? What is, what is the fundamental, the, the driving spiritual attitude he has? And it's, it's remarkable. It's really being obedient to the Father. Being obedient to God, his Father. Did you hear there in the agony in the garden, read in the gospel, just, just that, that attitude comes shining through. He didn't want to die on the cross. And yet he said, My Father, it is not possible this cup pass without my drinking it. Your will be done. Now, the, mess, the Romans used crucifixion as a horrifying punishment to send a message to everyone who saw that person on the cross that you don't want to do what he did. So humanly speaking, Jesus didn't want to have anything to do with the cross. But because it is God's plan, because God wants us to know how much he loves us and how much Jesus loves us and that he's willing to take that on, that is why Jesus does not run away from the cross. He doesn't. When the soldiers come to arrest him, Peter and the other disciples are ready. They are armed and dangerous. 
They pull out their swords and they're ready to fight them off. What does Jesus say? Put your sword away. Put it away. Do you not think that I can call upon my Father and he will provide me at this moment with more than 12 legions of angels? A legion was a thousand Roman soldiers. So in essence, he's saying 12,000 angels could come here right at this moment and get me out of this if that's what I want. But I want what the fathers want. So he does not make that prayer. Jesus is determined to fulfill the scriptures. Jesus is willing to embrace defeat and failure on the cross. God's ways are certainly not our ways. But God the Father could not let this act of surrender and sacrifice go unacknowledged on the cross. There are some amazing signs that happen there. Did you hear those? The eclipse of the sun. Jesus is the light of the world. And it's almost like the whole universe goes in the morning when that light is going dark, when he is dying on the cross. So there's an eclipse of the sun. And there's an eclipse of light in our lives whenever we allow his light to go dim in us. So we must ask for that light. There's the earthquake. The earthquake. The world is going to be shaken up by our Lord's sacrifice on the cross. And that impression is so amazing that the centurion, a pagan, someone who was there supervising Jesus' execution, what's he say? He comes to faith in that moment. That is a miraculous conversion. Truly, this was the Son of God. Just looking at Jesus, watching him, and the way he was suffering and dying in his agony, in his silence on the cross, that moved that centurion. So let us live this Holy Week as we begin it now, very spiritually, trying to spend more time in prayer, trying to be in the company of the Blessed Virgin Mary to comfort her, to be with her, to share in her suffering as we contemplate our Lord's sacrifice. If we do that, then this sorrow, as we contemplate our Lord on the cross, will give way to the joy of Easter Sunday and the Lord's resurrection. It's through that cross that we come to the light. So we ask our Lord, as we begin Holy Week, that we truly receive those graces that we need, that we open our hearts to his message, and that we try to let that that grace sink into our souls and lead us to more committed lives of Christianity.